You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, Asbury. Uh, my name is Demario Johnson. I have the opportunity to serve you all as the student body president this coming year. Uh, I am a proud member of the appointed class. Yeah, we made it, and that is an exhausting woo. Um, but I am so excited to get to serve all of campus and actually put forth the um, concern. And I look at the student body president as a megaphone of the student body. So I am taking your thoughts, your needs, your concerns, and amplifying that to the administration. And that's what I'm going to strive to do this year in this position. Um, so last week, I had the opportunity to officially receive the gavel before you all. Uh, Maggie Richwine came back and did that. Um, passing of the gavel, which is like the transferring of the power to the, the next student body president. Um, I'm so excited to have this opportunity to serve you all. Um, sometimes I see myself that I serve to a fault. Um, I put myself so far behind and put others in for, uh, before me because I think um, that's the best thing you can do with your life because we have a great example of Jesus um, showing that he was so selfish, selfish, um, selfless, selfless is the word, um, and put us before himself. Um, and being able here to serve in a position or not, um, that's, I think it's an opportunity unmatched. Um, and as we serve this year, as the executive cabinet serves, um, we will put your interest in the forethought of everything that we do, um, the decisions we make, um, because we are here for you and we are for you. Um, will you all pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. Um, we ask that you just bless this service and that this message um, reaches or um, touches someone today. Lord, may the, meditation, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So let me paint a picture for you. It's March of senior year, late in the game. I was a big fish in a small pond in my small county high school. Um, had absolutely no clue what the next step was, but I knew college was somewhere in that picture. So um, through some alumni that I know, they urged me to come visit Asbury. Um, so in that March, I came and visited. The day that I came, the admissions ambassador that was giving me my tour, it was his birthday, but if you know anything about giving a tour in the admissions office, when you're walking through campus with the guests, like there's this game that all the other students like to play, and they say, tell happy birthday to the admissions ambassador. But like this wasn't just one of those gimmicks of like, say happy birthday to him. It was like his legit birthday. Um, when we were walking through campus, people had confetti cannons and they were shooting them off. So like this was a big deal. Um, and I was like, wow, look at that. Like that's the experience I want in my college experience. Um, and coming from a small town where it felt like everyone knew everybody and knew everything about everyone. Um, Asbury offered that community to be known of with the potential to be known. To know someone is completely different than being known by someone. To know of someone is to know that someone or something exists and who, what, and where they are. To know someone, to know someone is to know them personally, like knowing the way that they work, what gets them fired up, how to care for them appropriately, etc. In the Asbury world, we love to talk about community and how grateful we are for the community that we get to experience during our four years, and sometimes even after the four years here at Asbury. Um, don't hear me as being patronizing, because I'll be the first one to tell you that I love the community that Asbury offers. Um, but I also believe we have areas to grow, and that's all great things, have areas to grow in. 
I was in a meeting with Dr. Baldwin this summer, um, and we briefly talked about this chapel, and she said, I want you to address the student body. I looked at her and I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh. And spending, a sum spending two summers um, on Asbury's campus, a person is afforded many opportunities of reflection and solitude and alone time, peace and quiet, and stillness. Um, and so during that time, I began thinking about what our campus needed in this coming year. Um, and that was genuine interaction with others. I don't know if you know or not, but we're in the middle of a pandemic um, right now. And this has brought a host of things that none of us are exempt from. Like Bree said, we are, we've had isolation, we've had injustice, we've had so many things that were taken from us that were um, convenient that we don't have at our expense anymore. Um, we began, as we started coming back into social situations, re-navigating how to interact in those. We looked at experiences that were convenient for us, and we're like, oh, how do we get these things? So we started going virtual and reanalyzing and reassessing how we did life before. What I'm showing is that we have a commonality. We have something that we're experiencing together, and we've all experienced it different. I was talking to the faculty the week before class started. I shared with them that we, as we students are coming back to campus, uh, we need people willing to listen and let us uh, process um, our last six months, our experience. Listening requires patience and humility. We don't know everything, we won't know everything, and that's okay. Uh, but we can get a little closer if we listen to someone else's story. And you have to be willing to share with that other person in order to for that listening to happen. The breadth and the depth has to be there for the relation not to be surface level. By no means am I, am I an expert in any form or fashion, but I do think I am competent enough to take my Asbury experience and the experience of others and find a common denominator. We don't truly care about our neighbor. And what I mean is we don't truly care about our neighbor is that we live in this community where we call people friends if we happen to be in the stews together or we happen to be sitting beside them in chapel. We're like, oh, that's my friend. Yeah, we sit beside each other in chapel. And then you're like, what do you know about them? Um, we don't know them on a deeper and more personal, intimate level. And it's fine to have service level friends, but you need friends who know you, who know the struggles that you go through, who can celebrate you in the good times and also just be there as a leaning post in the hard times. Over my three going on four years, I've witnessed people feel like they don't belong in campus, on the camp, in the campus community for various reasons. I think we as a community have hurt ourselves with surface level friendships because we appear to be happy and connected and we have this perfect picture that we've painted of ourselves. Um, and we do that 24-7. You walk through campus and you see people happy and laughing in groups um, or in the calf with people who appear, appear to be their friends. Um, and they don't know them in a deeper sense. I think we have so many opportunities to quote, unquote, shift the culture um, because we have this Christian experience, um, but we can't negate that we don't, that there are people among us that don't have the same beliefs as us. We have to first recognize that. So if we, we have this Christian experience that allows us to grow, but not necessarily saying this Christian experience is the only reason that we are allowed to grow. The Christian environment that we live in on Asbury's campus gives us a standard that they have for us to live with other people, do life with others. On Thursday, I was talking with a couple of the EC members over lunch um, about what I was gonna share today, and I gave them this scenario. Oftentimes, we walk through campus and we're like, oh, how's your day going? And by the time that next person has answered, oh, it's going good, 
and it's time for you to say, how's your day going? You've already went your separate ways, and you just, you truly did not care enough about how that person's day was going to stop and actually focus on how that person's day was going. But that's not an individual issue. That's a societal issue. Now, don't see me as preaching to the choir because I'm also preaching to myself. I'm guilty of it. I let my meetings, I let my class time, I let X, Y, and Z get in the way of having that genuine relationship, that true relationship with people. Um, and I'm asking you, including myself, to actually be an interested in the lives of others. This year, ASC's theme is Embrace Empathy, Evoke Change. And we're coming from the book of Philippians, chapter two, verses one through four. And it reads, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, and value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. I wanna look at verse three and four, and that says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility. Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. As we as an executive cabinet serve this year, as we as ASC serve the student body, that's what we want to do. We want to be able to put others first and ourselves second. That's what leadership is, and I think that's what being a Christian and acting out the faith is, of putting yourself second and putting someone else first. And that's not thinking of yourself less and thinking of someone more, but being able to think of yourself in an appropriate manner to put someone else before you and your needs. As the Asbury tagline says, start here, impact the world. How do we impact the world if we do not understand it? Many of you all will call this the Asbury bubble during your experience. Call it what you will, but I strongly disagree that this is not a bubble um, because we have the diverse perspectives and life stories on this campus that are beyond matched when you go out into this world. We have almost every corner of the world represented here in some form or fashion. So don't say that you don't have the opportunity to get to know someone and to look into another person's life. Let me ask you a few questions. Do you know everyone on your resident hall? And not know of saying, oh, that's Jack from down the hallway, but like, do you know where Jack is from? Do you know his story, the things that he goes through? Do you talk to the people with different perspectives or do you get mad at them because their opinion doesn't align with yours? We should be better than this if we're claiming the name of Jesus. Looking from the outside in, we think we know people, but we don't. We associate people with their hobbies, their majors, and everything in between. We box people in without realizing it. But if you hear someone's story, you get to see that person's true self, their raw self. Sophomore year, one of my high school friends came to campus. He was here for a soccer game. It was our university against his university. Um, he calls me in class, and I text him, like, what do you, why are you calling me? And he's like, I, that's, first off, if anyone just calls me un, unannounced, that's, that's the, the piece that really gets me. So I was like, why are you calling me? What are you calling me for? And so I texted him, he was like, oh, I'm on campus, where are you? So I, I'm like, I'm in class, get out in 10 minutes. And so I met him up at the soccer field and we were walking down to a walk. And through this, I was, just the typical thank you, or waving, saying, hey, how's your day going, doing all the greetings. And he looked at me, he was like, everyone knows you here. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, I want to be just like you. Everyone knows who you are. And then I was like, huh, does everyone know me or does everyone know of me? And that's sophomore year was the first time that I began to think, do people actually know who the real Demarion Johnson is? Um, from freshman year to the end of sophomore year, I looked back and I realized that I wasn't surrounded by people who knew me. We happened to serve in student government together. We had class together. Um, we lived on the same hall. Or we just, I was in the cafe and they needed someone to sit with and we just sat down and had coffee or we talked. Um, but we did not really have that true, genuine connection. Um, and I realized that I did, people didn't know me because I could not disclose personal information, like my struggles and the, and the celebrations um, with those people. And those people were not always gonna be there to fall back on. At the beginning of my junior year, one morning I had a coffee, uh, coffee with Jeannie Banter in the student center. Uh, she looked at me and she asked, who are your close friends? Who are the people encouraging you? That really stuck with me because it wasn't until my junior year that my friend group or the friends that I called close friends that I could share my struggles and share the good times um, with sat in. That was Those deep connections actually formed three years into my Asbury experience. Um, and these people, they, they graduated last year, but it's a friendship that I am intentionally seeking out and seek, uh, continually pursuing those people. And that's where, and finding my genuine um, community at Asbury has been a journey. For my college visit, I thought everyone had this close bond. It was amazing. Thought everyone was perfect. No one struggled. No one did this, this, or this. And it was more of like an isolation period for two and a half years until I found those groups where people were actually genuine and authentic. And like we saw the humanity that, oh, we don't have it together, but we can grow together and work towards being better. I considered transferring freshman year um, because of this. So after my fall semester, we had tag, and you know we're all thrown into our tag groups, freshmen, fresh, freshmen up in the balcony. Um, your tag looked a bit different than ours, but we're all thrown into this tag group, and that's typically who your first semester friends are with. And me, I'm not one to be told who to hang out with or be told this is what I need to do. So like I, from the beginning, tag was not my jam. And so with all of my tag group uh, bonding and like hanging out, and here I am like just at the activities. Cause like, I, I don't really vibe with these people, but here we are. And so I was like, I don't fit in here, but everyone else fits in. So it obviously has to be me. Asbury's not the place for me. And so what I realized is that our community is full of broken people. And if we realize that truth, we can have a community that sees people and sees their stories and not a person with an association. We're all broken and it's okay. We have to wear a mask for a pandemic. Why do we continue to wear the mask of perfection? One has to be exhausting. We are not perfect and I want our community to be a community that realizes we don't have it all together and it's detrimental for me and for you to look at someone and assume that their life is perfect and that every duck is in a row. What I've learned through my experience is that if you want genuine community, it doesn't just fall into your lap. It takes work. It took almost three years of work for me. To know and to be known takes work. When we do, when we do not do the work, we have the assumptions and false understandings of the people around us. 
So just a little bit more about my story. I got to know some of the guys in my hall. I moved um, from Brojo and Johnson, and I moved to the family um, sophomore year. Um, and that's when I started to build those relationships of hanging out and playing the Wii and just getting to know the people in our halls. Um, and I got to a place where I was comfortable with sharing with a few of the guys, and they shared in return. I was able to show them that SGA, the ASC, like business casual Demarion, is has way more to offer than what the appearance gives. And so I know the people that I call friends would try to rearrange the stars if I, um, if I asked them to. And I would do the same for them because that is the type of relationship, that is the type of genuine relationship that we have because we are able to share and connect in a deeper way. And that's what I want for Asbury. Getting to a place of genuine community and friendship is uncomfortable, but the world outside of the Asbury subculture will be even more uncomfortable if you don't learn how to be intentional inside of Asbury's campus. You have to learn to listen to others. The guys that I'm surrounded with have all allowed me to see things in a different way. Um, we don't agree on everything. Sometimes we get into yelling matches, um, but at the end of the day, we have a love that is unconditional and we will fight to the ends for that person. Um, and, and, I didn't realize that's the type of relationship that I needed, but with us being relational people from the beginning in the book of Genesis, when God made woman for man, he made us a sign for community and a deeper, intimate form of community. We can't have surface levels. Imagine if Adam and Eve just hung out in the garden, just, just hung out. They just didn't know each other. Like, oh yeah, she, she's over there. And you just, I mean, what, what were that? That's not interesting. But getting to know people and having that dive um, into someone else's life just changes perspectives, changes thoughts. Um, and that's just, a, it's an unmatched experience and it's beneficial to you and that other person. If we're truly going to start here and impact the world, we have to be willing to truly start here through active listening to different voices and perspectives. We come with walls built up when we talk to other people in conversations, but you cannot negate someone else's experience because you don't agree with it. People's experiences are valid no matter what you think, no matter who told you what. My experience is, is valid, Jonathan's experience is valid, valid, and we can't, we have to recognize those pieces to be, be in a relationship with each other. So my charge for you all in this coming year is to get out of your echo chambers, to get out of your normal friend groups, because when you do, that's when the real learning happens. We have this liberal arts institution that we are, most of us are grateful for, that I love dearly. And we're challenged and we're pushed and we're given deeper perspectives and different perspectives that we might not agree with in the classroom. So why can't we do that in our daily life outside of the classroom, in chapel? We don't live in a bubble or a homogenous society, but we live in a pluralistic context where a diverse of pe diversity of people, beliefs, and ideologies live next to each other. Why not engage? When we recognize that, engage with new perspectives, we have those perspectives that are molded and formed and transformed. All of this becomes a reality when we trust God, look to Jesus, allow the Spirit to guide us in relationship building, and cultivating a community that listens to others, extends grace, and embraces empathy, and evokes change. Thank you, Asbury.